Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode 54, Life is Hard. You can listen to my podcast anywhere you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also find me at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. Check out my website. I have a new blog there each week that will kind of relate to my podcast. This is the first time I'm recording my podcast at night. So it's a little different for me, a little bit of a different atmosphere. So let's see how it kind of influences me and what I talk about. I always have a topic that I'm going to talk about, but believe it or not, the podcast just evolves off of a topic. I might have some notes, but I really do speak contemporaneously. And it's just kind of through my experiences in life as a therapist, as a person, as an individual, as a family member, as a friend, how people work and how people tick. And that kind of just comes through as I'm recording the podcast. And this podcast, if you haven't listened to me before, evolved out of a global pandemic when we were all home in quarantine, whether you were in the United States or all the way across the Atlantic, we were all on some form of quarantine. And during that time, I contemplated. And I was a recreational therapist. I graduated from the University of Florida, and I worked in psychiatric hospitals for years, from working as young as pediatrics all the way to the elderly, chemical dependency, eating disorders, cancer wellness, and your generalized psychiatric disorders. And so I had that part of me, but I also took some journalism in college. So what a perfect match it was to take my experience as a therapist with some of my journalism experience, marry them together, and out came Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Some people say, why Wide Open Spaces? Well, let me tell you, the first way the idea of the title came to me was because I was literally sitting outside in wide open spaces during the quarantine. I was always outside. And it just got me thinking about how there's so much in the world around us, but there's a lot of wide open spaces within us. Some are challenges in those wide open spaces, some are struggles, some are happiness and fun, and then there's some spaces that we still need to fill in those wide open spaces. Some may be coping skills. Some may be leisure skills. Whatever it is that you need to work on. And that's really what this podcast is about. And you may not relate to every podcast. I had someone tell me today that being basic, why be basic, which was a couple podcasts ago, was their favorite podcast because it really spoke to them. So you may listen to one of my podcasts and not relate. But don't give up because I guarantee you somewhere in these 54 podcasts that have been published, there's something you can relate to, something that can help you, and something that can help you fill those wide open spaces within yourself. So it is Suicide Awareness Month, so I need to do my due diligence as a therapist. And I really don't feel comfortable getting too in-depth with the talk of suicide, because it really is such a serious topic. 
that it should be spoken with, with a specialist, a therapist, a doctor. So really what I feel comfortable with is giving you some of the warning signs. There are many warning signs and you can hopefully Google it and look some of them up. But I felt like I could give you some a few. If you see somebody struggling or you're struggling yourself and you see some of these signs, then maybe look further and see if you fit into some more of those categories of somebody who's at risk for suicidal ideations. Sometimes people are very private about it, but there's always clues. There's always things that people who are contemplating drop hints, drop ideas. Listen, if you know someone struggling, listen. One of the most important skills that I feel that we have in relationships is our listening skills. That can make or break your relationships. A relationship goes both ways. If it's just one person talking all the time and the other person listening, it doesn't work. You both have to listen. So be aware and listen and look for those cues. Now, some basic signs of suicidal ideation. Suicidal ideations means thoughts of suicide, plans of suicide, researching suicide. These are all thoughts with someone contemplating committing suicide. So you may see them looking unkempt, their appearance being unkempt. What does that mean? That just doesn't mean you didn't put your makeup on or do your hair or wear your nicest clothes. Are their clothes dirty looking? Are they ripped and torn? Does it look like they haven't washed their hair in a really long time? Does it look like their face is drawn and they're not eating as much? What does their skin look like? What do their shoes look like? What is their stance? Unkempt, not put together. Okay. Another one is basically the signs of increased depression is a sign of someone contemplating suicide. Poor sleep patterns. Withdrawal from others. If you notice someone who has increased being away from you, isolating themselves in their room or their home, not, not talking, poor eye contact, they're withdrawing from the world. And self-harm. There are people who are cutters. If you notice someone with cut marks that look like they were intended, not just a random cut of you doing something, but cut marks on yourself, okay? Talking about purchasing a gun, purchasing a knife, purchasing something that they can use to harm themselves, overdosing of pills, something like that. And the other one is talking openly about suicide, now, some of you might kind of um, scrunch your eyebrows at that, like thinking to yourself, how many people really openly talk about it? Let me tell you something. I won't give the age of one of my children, but when they were in seventh grade, which in Florida is middle school, in up north they call that junior high, but seventh grade is 13, is like 12, 13-ish years old. My daughter had a child who told her 
She had suicidal ideations. She didn't say that, but she was telling my daughter how she wanted to harm herself. Now, this is my daughter, a 12, 13-year-old, with another 12, 13-year-old voicing this to her. Now, because of the field that I'm in, my daughter got right in the car and openly told me. And because I knew the mother, I felt it was my obligation to call the mother to express what her child had expressed to my daughter. That's listening. Even at a young age, my daughter was able to listen and process. And I think it's important that we teach our children about this. Because in high school, they just sit out in the open and they talk about their suicide attempts, their failed suicide attempts, or them thinking about suicide. This is very common with school, mostly middle school to high school, but it can happen in, in younger grades in elementary school. Okay, so don't think it doesn't. There are young children who do commit suicide. So be aware. Have your children be aware. If you see signs in your child, don't be afraid to talk to them. Sometimes that's all it takes is you reaching out to them. So what I'd like to do real quick is give you some um, places that you can go to. I listed them also in my last podcast, um, the National Suicide, um, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The number is 800 273 8255. You can go to suicidepreventlifeline.org. You can go to the crisis line and text the word HOME to 741-741. That's text the word HOME to 741-741. You can also go to the National Institute of Mental Health for Suicide Prevention to look at further signs of suicide or what to look at in your children, in your older children, in your friends, in your family members. If you you go to the National Institute of Mental Health for Suicide Prevention, they'll give you a good grasp. Even if you just want to educate yourself, like I said, you may hear your children tell you that someone has said this to them. This way you'll be educated. And then there's the Veterans Crisis Line Suicide Prevention. And you can go to www.veteranscrisisline.net. I hope that helps. If those don't, you can Google. There's other places that you can go to. There's other suicide hotlines. Remember, a suicide hotline doesn't necessarily mean you are the one who is contemplating suicide. It could also be that you know someone and you're asking for help. Please keep your eyes, your ears open for anybody who might be struggling. Okay, that's where I'm going to stay with the topic of suicide. However, with my title, Life is Hard, it does tie into the topic of suicide because usually when life is hard and overwhelming, it can lead to that. But I want to focus on our everyday listener who is dealing with just the normal things of life, just the normal pressures of life. And I really want you to focus on yourself right now. Can you do that for me? Can you 
make sure it's quiet. And if you're in your car, maybe you should turn this podcast off and turn it back on when you get home or in a quiet place. But pause it if it's not quiet around you. And go out and tell your family or your significant other or your roommates, can you just be quiet for 30 minutes? Pop your earbuds in so you can kind of really focus. I feel like when the earbuds are in, it kind of separates you from the outside world a little bit to really help you focus. Because I'm going to do some visualizing with you, and you really need to focus on yourself here. Okay? So... I want to talk about the weight that we carry on our shoulders. We all know that what that means, right? I mean, it can be all the things that are your responsibilities in life. And they just kind of sit there on your shoulders. I mean, can you visualize it? All that crap sitting on your shoulders. I mean, from getting up early to go to work, making sure your alarm goes off on time, maybe you got up late and now you're rushing to get to work, you have a meeting when you get to work, you have all these responsibilities, you have things that you have to do after work, things in your home, things in your afterlife, whatever your leisure activities and other responsibilities might be. And then we have stressors that we just deal with on a daily basis that just sits there almost like big bags of sand, heavy and hard on your shoulders. Can you see that weight on your shoulders? Do you feel that weight on your shoulders? I mean, let's be real. How many of you have a tight neck right now? Like, could you crack your neck? When you go to turn your head to put your ear to your shoulder, is it tight? Mine is. Or do it to the other shoulder? If it's tight, you're holding stuff in from the day, the tension, the stress. The neck is always a good sign. Sometimes we don't realize because we are just on autopilot all day long of what we're really absorbing. And I do the neck check. You can ask people. I get into a car, they'll see me go to the left, go to the right. Sometimes the neck cracks a little bit. And if not, I'll pull my hand down on my head, stretch out the right side of my neck, and do the same on the left, and I keep doing it until it loosens up. What is that doing? Number one, it's releasing the tension in the muscle, but it's also taking the pressure off that area of the neck and my shoulders. Physically, I'm doing it. Not necessarily psychologically yet, but physically, I'm releasing the tension and the tightness of carrying all this stress and anxiety that's been going on that I've been absorbing all day long. Because let's face it, any human, no matter where you live in this world, has stress and has anxiety. We all do. It's something we just can't avoid. Now, if you don't, and I'm being honest, I'm not threatening. I'm not telling you that, you know, scaring you. If you don't release the tension and the stress on a daily basis, you will break. Literally those weights, those sandbags, that heavy weight on your shoulders, that invisible weight that sits there will break you. It can break you physically. 
with physical ailments that come from stress and anxiety, ulcers, irritable bowel syndrome, neck issues. You can have different, even stress in your hips. Stress is taken on, let's face it, in your heart. We are like a machine. And if we don't take care of the machine, the machine starts to break down. And part of that is releasing the stress and the weight that we carry on a daily basis. Now, that's physically if we don't release it. But what happens with the rest of our world? We lose our productivity. We don't work at optimal levels. Have you really ever had just a hard day? I mean, really hard. And the weight is on your shoulders. And you just want to go home. I mean, you just feel beaten. And even when you're trying to focus on something, you can't focus. You might even not be able to get the words out right. Because you're just so exhausted. Because you're carrying that stress, that weight on your shoulders. It can make you sick. It can be debilitating. Again, I'm not trying to scare you. Really, this is basic knowledge. It's like, how many of you have a car? Do you take care of your car? Do you get your car washed? Do you get it cleaned out? Do you have its yearly tune-ups and its oil changes and its filter changes? Most of us do. We take care of our cars. Guess what? Statistics show we take better care of our cars than we do ourselves. What does that say about us, especially Americans? I mean, the beauty of some of the places in Europe is they have siestas. I mean, when I go there and I go to go in a store and they have the sign on the door because it's their siesta time, they take a break. Their stores close. They give their employees time to regroup. I mean, talk about how fabulous that is. But we don't have that mentality, unfortunately, here in the United States. And it's really a sad state of affairs. We just keep pushing more and more and more. I mean, even if, you, if you're in college or high school or you have kids in school, I mean, think about what you learned in school at the specific age your kids are. I guarantee you weren't learning that. We were way back. They push and they push almost to the point where their brains aren't even cognitively ready for some of the things, just to get them to be as smart as they can be and go up pressure of going to college and getting a job that makes so much money. And in this country, that's how we think. It's just constantly, it's one thing after another on how we just keep going, going Monday through Friday. It used to be a nine to five job. It's not anymore. People are working all hours. They're getting calls on the weekend. Well, if you don't take your siestas or your time to yourself, what happens? Physical breakdown, mental breakdown. We can't go on like that. I mean, you can go on, but you're not going to be as functional as you possibly can. And eventually, if it becomes too overwhelming, you'll start to see mental health issues. There will be people where it is just so overwhelming that they will have suicidal ideations. This is how what I'm talking about ties into. 
Suicide is the total breakdown. It's like the point where you say, I can't handle it anymore. Well, nobody wants to get to that point. And so the idea here is on a daily basis, you take care of yourself to improve your mental health, not decrease your mental health, to improve your physical health, not to hinder and hurt your physical health. And I'm not talking about exercise. I'm talking about mentally being fit so that your body can be fit. And so the way you do that, I like to call it, is that you're gifting yourself. So I would like you to change, take, kind of change your thought process. I want you to set a goal for yourself for the next week. Put it in your phone, set the goal, put it each day on the calendar. What are you going to gift yourself with today? I don't mean a physical gift. Though, don't get me wrong, going shopping and buying myself a nice pair of shoes or glasses or new earbuds or something fun, don't get me wrong, that's fun. What I mean, I don't, that's not what I mean by gifting yourself. I mean giving yourself a personal gift from yourself to yourself. Think about that for a minute. What can you give to yourself from yourself? It's hard to think about, right? How can I gift myself? What can I do for myself? Now, there are some basic things that all of you are aware of. There's breathing techniques. There's meditation. There's sound therapy. There's yoga. There's running. Um, I like mostly solitary things when you're gifting yourself. So if you like to do a sport with others, I'd still like to, you to gift yourself with something else during the day. Maybe it's just sitting down and reading a book, or reading a book of poems, or positive self-ideas that you can read. Whatever it is, it's a specific time that you give a gift to yourself to take care of yourself. It could be just sitting outside by some water and staring, and breathing in and breathing out. That's a gift to yourself. Why? Because you're separating yourself from the world. You're separating yourself from others. You're taking in your environment for yourself. Because let's face it, nature is living. We're living. We're part of nature. I had an experience once. I went to the Redwood Forest right outside of San Francisco. And of course, I, you know, everybody, you know, you've learned the redwood trees are like monsters and they're so huge. And um, a lot of the trees in the, in the sequoia right now are in danger from fire, which is just so sad to me. But I had gone to the redwood forest. I would say it's probably about, oh God, seven years or eight years ago. And something happened to me in the redwood forest. At first I was walking, there's paths and stuff, and first I was walking with my family and taking pictures, of course, of these monsters, trees. And then I kind of went off by myself a little bit. 
because something was happening to me and I really wasn't sure what it was. And I was literally having a chemical reaction to being with these trees. It was almost a feeling of being high where my endorphins were really flowing. I was having this happy but peaceful feeling and I literally just wanted to touch the trees, to be one with the tree. Like you hear those tree huggers? I understand why they're tree huggers. Because we're nature. And when you touch nature, something happens. There's an energy. There's something that takes over. And that was a tremendous gift to myself that I didn't even plan on because I had no idea how I was going to feel in this environment. So if you know of environments like that, that you've been in, that are at your disposal where you live, where you have that kind of reaction of peace and feeling one with it, that's something you can do to gift yourself. It's simple. It costs nothing. But it's so good for your internal body and your heart and your mind. Stop giving gifts to others and give the gift to yourself, the gift of mental health, to take care of yourself. Having healthy, positive things that you do in your life counterbalance the negative. We all experience negativity on a daily basis, meaning stressors, positive and negative stressors, but yet stressors. And so by doing these healthy, positive things for yourself, that gift to yourself, you're counterbalancing all that negativity. And those things might still be there tomorrow, but you'll have a clearer head and a lighter heart to deal with them. So now I'd like to do a little visualization activity with you. It's something you can do on your own. Obviously, I'll be guiding you verbally here, but it's something you literally could do on a daily basis. So close your eyes for me and take a good on healthy breath through your nose. Hold and let it out with the sound. One more time, good deep breath in through your nose and out with the sound. Now, the reason why I have you make that sound, I don't know if you felt it, but I felt it. You feel a release in your chest. Not only are you breathing that air in that you've exhaled, but you're letting this sound out with it. And it naturally releases the muscles in your throat and your neck, and it helps you to relax. And I guarantee if you do a breath like that, You're going to feel like your head's a little lighter when you do it and your heart's a little lighter and that weight on your shoulders is a little lighter. So keep your eyes closed. I want you to envision yourself. I want you to slowly think of all the stressors, negative or positive stressors, that you've dealt with today. Think about them one by one. My alarm clock didn't go off on time. I want you to take 
whatever that stressor is, and imagine it, you putting it on top of your left shoulder. Think of another stressor that happened to you today. You sat in traffic for two hours. Put that on your left shoulder. Envision it. Envision the words stuck in traffic. Envision the words alarm clock did not go off. It's sitting on your shoulder. Now for a minute or two, I want you to build all those stressors on your left and right shoulders. Put them there. Envision yourself placing these stressors on your shoulders. And as you place one more, your shoulders become heavier and heavier and heavier. It could be as simple as you are rushing to get gas, you're late for something, you pull up to the pump, you get out and you go to put your car in the pump and it says out of water. And you gotta get back in your car and pull up to the next pump. That's stress. You're rushing. You're trying to get somewhere. Put the stressors. Build the blocks. See the words of each stressor building one by one on your shoulders. Now when you're done, put your arms down to your side. Eyes closed and feel the weight of the stress. Feel how it bogs you down physically and mentally. Right now, you'll feel very heavy in your chest, on your shoulders, in your back. Thinking about all these stressors may make your neck very tense and tight. And your mind feeling a little exhausted and overwhelmed. When you think about all that you've absorbed today, I mean, if you really think about it, and we don't do that because we don't want to focus on it, but we need to, to release it. So feel that heaviness in the shoulders, in the back, tightness in the neck, the exhaustion of your mind, and see all those words of the stressors that have made things heavy for you today. Now that doesn't mean there wasn't good things entwined in there. Of course there was. We all have something that happens, even if it's a little smile or something during a day. But yet have stressors. Now, do you see yourself? Do you feel the weight physically and mentally? Now what I want you to do, one by one, I want you to imagine that there is a big ditch in front of you. The ditch is dug out by a big shovel. Can you see the ditch? It's in front of you. It's so close you can touch it. Now one by one, I want you to take each stressor off your shoulder. Visualize this. Take off gas station. Pump out of order and throw it into the ditch. Take off my alarm clock, didn't go off on time, and put it in the ditch. I was stuck in traffic for two hours, 
and put it in the ditch. And each stressor that you take off one by one and throw it in the ditch, I want you to notice how your shoulders start to feel lighter. Your back does not feel as heavy. The tension in your neck is loosening. You are getting rid of, releasing, disposing of the stress. It doesn't mean it won't be there tomorrow, but tomorrow you'll gift yourself with something else to release the stress and anxiety and frustration. Have you gotten all that weight? Have the sandbags been removed? Okay, now envision yourself picking up the shovel that dug that ditch. And I want you to take big heaves of the sand in front of you and dump it on all those stressors. Cover the stressors up, one dump of sand after the other, burying the stress that you've experienced today, one by one, until they are totally covered and the ditch is no longer a ditch. It's a flat, even surface. This gives you the opportunity to let go, to move on, to think clearer, and to be even keeled like that dirt is now. It's an even landscape. There's no ditch there anymore. It's even, it's smooth, it's a fresh slate to start your day tomorrow. This visualization is a very detailed, intentional way of gifting yourself. Sometimes we need to do things like this because going and sitting in a quiet place just isn't enough. We have to literally identify the stress, feel the stress, dump the stress, release the stress, and cover the stress. And gift yourself with some peace, with some quiet. But the biggest gift you're giving yourself is that you're taking care of yourself mentally. You're taking care of yourself physically. And let's face it, that only makes you a better person. It makes your life smoother. And it makes you able to handle when a stressor comes that you didn't expect. It helps you cope better. These are coping mechanisms. Your goal is to make a list of what makes you tick. What would be a great way for you to cope? to release the stress on a daily basis. Now, I'm not foolish. This takes work. I mean, this takes intention. That's why I said, pull your phone up and every day for the next week, put, what am I going to gift myself? Because if you don't, you'll go, oh, you'll get into bed and you'll go, I didn't do it. Or a few days will go by, maybe you'll do one or two activities to gift yourself. I want you to do it for a week because you're going to see how it changes you. You're going to almost start to crave it. You're going to need it. It's going to become something that becomes part of your daily life. Sometimes you could do something for two hours 
or do the visualization that we did for five minutes. But that visualization can be so powerful. And if you are someone who has obsessive thoughts, dumping those stressors that you've been obsessing on into a ditch and covering them up is a very powerful visualization. And stops, it's a thought stopper to get you back on the right track, to not obsess, to start out fresh, to start out new. Okay, so you know if you've listened to me, sometimes I like to read poems, sometimes I like to read lyrics to songs. So this song does go, um, it does relate to suicide prevention. It does relate to what stress can do to us. It does relate to um, needing people and needing people to help us and needing us to help ourselves. And so I decided to choose these lyrics because it's from Dear Evan Hansen. And if you are aware of the Broadway musical, it is about suicide. But this particular song is so motivational to me and so full of hope. And I think in today's world, with we're dealing with so much more than our parents dealt with and our grandparents dealt with. With this pandemic, we're just learning how to deal with so many new things. And it can be so overwhelming. And that's why you need to gift yourself. But I feel that the lyrics to the song really are motivational and make you think when you are feeling like defeated and so down, how you can help yourself. The title of the song is from Dear Eric Hansen. The lyrics are um, from You Will Be Found. So I'm going to read to you the lyrics. I'm not going to repeat a lot of the, the lyrics that repeat themselves, but... Here we go. Have you ever felt like nobody was there? Have you ever felt forgotten in the middle of nowhere? Have you ever felt like you could disappear? Like you could fall and no one would hear? Well, let that lonely feeling wash away. Maybe there's a reason to believe you'll be okay. Because when you don't feel strong enough to stand... You can reach, reach out your hands. And oh, someone will come running. And I know they'll take you home. Even when the dark comes crashing through, when you need a friend to carry you, and when you're broken on the ground, you will be found. So let the sun come streaming in, cause you'll reach up and you'll rise again. Lift your head and look around. You will be found. You will be found. There's a place where we don't have to feel unknown. And every time that you call out, you're a little less alone. If you only say the word from across the silence, your voice is heard. Share it with the people you love. Even when the dark comes crashing through, when you need a friend to carry you. When you're broken on the ground, you will be found. So let the sun come streaming in, cause you'll reach up and you will rise again. If you only look around, you will be found. You will be found. You will be found. Out of the shadows, the morning is breaking and all is new, 
all is new. It's filling up the empty, and suddenly I see that all is new. All is new. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. Even when the dark comes crashing through, when you need someone to carry you, when you're broken on the ground, you will be found. So when the sun comes streaming in, cause you'll reach up and you'll rise again. If you only look around, you will be found. You will be found. I just find it so powerful. You may not be able to personally relate to the whole song. Like I say, the Broadway musical is about suicide. But if you extract this from that, it really relates to all of us. When we're feeling down and we're feeling overwhelmed and we're feeling stressed, if we take care of ourselves, if we reach out, we'll be okay. You'll be found. And my favorite part here is, and I think it really relates to today's topic of life is hard. Out of the shadows, the morning is breaking and all is new. All is new. It's filling up the empty and suddenly I see that all is new. All is new. And that refers to what we talked about. That if you take that personal time every day to deal with the stress and release it, visualize it, get rid of it, the next day is new. It's fresh. You're fresh. And you're able to conquer and you're able to deal and you're able to cope. I hope you go out and explore all the wide open spaces in your world and within yourself. Take a look in deeply. And really think about what you need to feel more whole or more differently or more uniquely or more creative, whatever you want to call it. Just look with inside yourself in all those wide open spaces. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Go to wideopenspaces.elise.com or listen to me anywhere you love your favorite podcast. Until next week, ciao, my friends.